On this day, January 17th, 2022, I'd like to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, this national holiday in the United States of America, by reading from Strength to Love from 1963, put together by Martin Luther King Jr. This is from Chapter 3 on Being a Good Neighbor, and it has to do with understanding that legislation doesn't change people's hearts, but it does change people's behavior and that we have to work towards changing a system that is, becomes equitable for all and just for all. I'm very pleased to be work, working in collaboration with Robert J. Monson. As we explore the book Strength of Love in January, you can go to Robert Monson's Twitter and his podcast, Black Coffee and Theology, to see what he's doing for this series, as well as sparkmymuse.com and the links you'll find there to see what I'm doing for this series in January to celebrate and explore this book and the life and work of Martin Luther King Jr. I'm going to start reading on page 33 at the end of 33 and read to page 35 to give you a sense of what Dr. King is speaking about in this book. He says, Let us never succumb to the temptation of believing that legislation and judicial degrees play only minor roles in solving our problem. Morality cannot be legislated, but behavior can be regulated. Judicial decrees may not change the heart, but they can restrain the heartless. The law cannot make an employer love an employee, but it can prevent him from refusing to hire me because of the color of my skin. The habits, if not the hearts of people, have been and are being altered every day by legislative acts, judicial decisions, and executive orders. Let us not be misled by those who argue that segregation cannot be ended by the force of the law. But acknowledging this, we must admit that the ultimate solution to the race problem lies in the willingness of people to obey the unenforceable. Court orders and federal enforcement agencies are of inestimable value in achieving desegregation, but desegregation is only a partial, though necessary, step toward the final goal which we seek to realize genuine intergroup and interpersonal living. Desegregation will break down the legal barriers and bring people together physically, but something must touch the hearts and souls of people so that they will come together spiritually because it is natural and right. The vigorous enforcement of civil rights laws will bring an end to segregated public facilities, which are barriers to a truly desegregated society but it cannot bring an end to the fears, prejudice, pride, and irrationality which are the barriers to a truly integrated society. These dark and demonic responses will be removed only as people are possessed by the invisible inner law which etches on their heart and the conviction that all are brothers and sisters and that love is humankind's most potent weapon for personal and social transformation. True integration will be achieved by true neighbors who are willingly obedient to unenforceable obligations. More than ever, my friends, people of all races and nations are today challenged to be neighborly. The call for a worldwide good neighbor policy is more than an ephemeral shibboleth. It is a call to a way of life which will transform our imminent cosmic elegy into a psalm of creative fulfillment. 
No longer can we afford the luxury of passing by on the other side. Such folly was once called moral failure. Today it will lead to universal suicide. We cannot long survive spirituality separated in a world that is geographically together. In the final analysis, I must not ignore the wounded man on life's Jericho Road, because he is a part of me and I am a part of him. His agony diminishes me and his salvation enlarges me. In our quest to make neighborly love a reality, we have, in addition to the inspiring example of the Good Samaritan, the magnanimous life for our Christ to guide us. His altruism was universal, for he thought all people, even publicans and sinners, as siblings. His altruism was dangerous, for he willingly traveled hazardous roads in a cause he knew was right. His altruism was excessive, for he chose to die on Calvary, history's most magnificent expression of obedience to the unenforceable. In Dr. King's lesson in chapter 3, he talks about Jesus being willing to do what is the unenforceable, which is to have a heart of love towards each other. It can't be enforced by laws, but certain laws can curtail our behavior. What, of course, matters is the heart. That is somewhat, that can somewhat be curbed and shaped by social pressures. It's been a long time since Martin Luther King Jr. wrote this book, 1963, when things were truly segregated and you had to use separate bathrooms and separate water fountains and separate places to eat if you were a different color. That largely is not the case now, though there are many discrepancies and disparities between people of light skin and people of dark skin in this country. And so unfair that I think King would shudder to realize how, at how little we've traveled toward equality and fairness, and that prejudice is still this dangerous, poisonous root in our hearts. We still need to disrupt the systems and the ways in which our system makes things gravely unfair for non-white people. I hope you might set aside some time to read Strength to Love by Martin Luther King Jr. It is a fairly short book with 15 fairly short chapters that contain material used in his speeches and sermons. It's a fantastic read. And a lot of people have only been exposed to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. through his I Have a Dream speech, which is a beautiful oration. But this book really delves deeply into so much more of his ideas and his perspective on nonviolence. I thank you so much for joining me for this. And I'd ask that you'd support what I'm doing and what Robert J. Monson is doing. Seek those places out where you can donate and help. And thank you so much for listening.